Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. This is Castology, and I am one of your Castologists, Zane C. Weber, here with my fellow Castologists, Nick Bleeker, and Elizabeth H. Best. And okay. it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a full episode. It's been a while between drinks. So uh, we, I'm looking forward to a whole episode with lots of uh, recommendations from someone other than other than Liz. Fuck <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> well, we got I'm good enough. Up. We I got am, seven from you last I'm week. I'm valid. You yeah. are valid. I was listing. It was, yeah. a, it, was mm. it was an audio listicle. I, I'm okay with that, and I was look forward little, to my own listicle. We're calling them tiny sows. Tiny sows. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're into our new format now. So uh, congratulations, Liz, for doing the first Tiny So episode. Thanks, it was scary. <laughs> uh, but now we're doing our regular episodes where we each bring a recommendation, tell you what it's about, and then we'll go back and we'll review the recommendations that we brought on the last full episode, which yep. was now two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, excellent. So let's, let's dive straight in. I'm going to start with Nick. So my recommendation this week... Full disclosure, I can't remember if it was a user-submitted ep- like uh, show. I And I also can't remember putting it on the like where I got it from. <laughs> However, <laughs> long story short, Good uh, start. the uh, the, uh, the show is called Crime in Sports, um, which is pretty self-explanatory. Sounds so. like I like half of those things. <laughs> and the, the one that you like is sport. Um, so, uh, the show really is a very, very in-depth guide. So big asterisks here. The episodes are fucking Long. How dare you? So I pull, I pull a Zane here, and I, I've gone for the two, three-ish hour episodes. How very dare you? Um, I've only recommended like one or two podcasts that are that long. I have literally a... never recommended a podcast. That's yeah, but been that's that long. because you're the one that has the big issue with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and look, to be fair, so do I. Which is a bit ironic considering yeah. what I'm recommending now. But, but this, it you is, say ironic, it I is, say hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Leave me alone. So this one really is essentially like you get what you get in the title, but it very it's a much more lighter, researched look at crime and sports. So it does really look at it with a bit of a lens of kind of the idiocy of some of the crimes that have been executed in comedy. the world of sports. It's a comedy lens. Yeah, yeah. So the, the actual two hosts, are, uh, James and uh, Jimmy, are both comedians. Um, fair warning, there, it, it, there is a bro-y vibe. There is definitely a barstool bro kind of vibe. bro-y vibe, but dude bro-y vibe. There's a difference. Yeah, there's so, locker room bro yes. and there's just yo bro. Yeah, like and look, your, different. your definitions may vary, but my vibe is, okay, this is bro-y. It's, it's, that's, that's acceptable, but it's not like dude bro when I recommended Tiny yeah. Gang and you fucking hated it. And, which locker is fair. room bro, no, which I is fair. won't have a fucking which bar is fair. Which is fair. Um, so really, this is definitely a, a, a very much a pick an episode 
and listen to it. Um, That's generally how this podcast yeah, no, works. But like, so nothing to recommend specifically? Yeah. No, not really. Um, to be honest, the, the quality of the show does improve. There's a shitload of episodes, like 270 episodes, Jesus. I think. Um, well done, boys. Yeah, they've done a very, very good job. But I think the more recent ones are, are kind of a really good start. Only because, like, to be honest, not to be the audio person, but the audio, like, they improve their audio significantly and the show becomes much more listenable in the later stages of, of its life. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. It really is just common sports. Pick something that looks interesting and just go. Great. Yeah, bang on. Excited. Deal. Um, let's go to you, Liz. Well, yeah, you sh- you would have to because we're going from the longest format to the very shortest format. <laughs> um, so the podcast that I'm recommending this week is a daily serial called Coma Girl. Um, now, the reason that I found this is because uh, it's written by an author called Stephanie Bond, um, who writes a book series that I read called Body Movers, about people who move bodies for the morgue. And it's oh. kind of like one of those cosy mysteries where there's a murder to be solved every book and she just somehow happens to find herself in this kind of, what am I doing? And <laughs> she's also choosing between Whoops. two guys and like, <laughs> what happened? Um, and I love it. It's one of those trashy novel series that I love. And so Stephanie Bond decided to do um, those, you know how they used to have like daily serials in the newspaper yeah, where yeah, you just yeah. have like a column and that's yeah. what it is. So these episodes, there's 187 of them. Holy fuck. But they only range between two and eight minutes. Like there's nothing that's much longer than 10 and even then that's an absolute push. Can we know anything about the premise? I'm about to tell okay. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get there. So it's a romantic <laughs> comedy mystery. And look, full disclosure, I'm expecting you guys to hate this. I, I, I brought this fully expecting you guys to hate it. Um, so it's basically there's a woman lying in a coma and it's the voice in her head so she can hear everything that's going along. And so she is kind of talking to herself in her head about the things that are happening in and around her bed. So there's several right. different characters that come in, like, you know, who caused the car accident that she was in and then there's a nun that comes in and decides to confess their secrets. And then there's also, I got a real big buzz because a character from the book series that I listened to, Detective Jack Terry, who I'm in love with, um, <laughs> also waltzes into the coma ward. Um, and so, yeah, like, so she's, uh, Ste- uh, Stephanie has over 100 novels with 7 million copies published. So wow. obviously she's popular with her audience, which yep. is me. Yep. I'm expecting you guys to hate it. Uh, okay. um, <laughs> Can I ask why specifically you expect us to hate it? It's, is it like... It's very... Look, when I describe these books to people as books that I love reading, they're my trashy novels. They're like, yeah. if you lined them all up, they would all be in pink. Like, you know, they're just... They're my, like those are romance novellas that you, you... Yeah, it's not like Harlequin romance. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a murder mystery with a girl who's a little bit of a klutz and... Uh, on a scale of... One to pornography. Oh, there's how, no. How smutty is it? It's not smutty. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. So it's just pulpy. It's, it's not. It's trashy. pulpy. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's um, one to pornography. Yeah, but she's also <laughs> written other daily serials like Elevator Girl, Lottery Girl, Factory Girl, and Comeback Girl. But this is the only one that she's released as right. a podcast. Okay. Um, and so yeah, like I bloody loved it, and I can't wait till she comes up with <laughs> till the other ones come out because. When you find an author that you just love, it's an yeah. easy listen for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Easy. Yeah. So, I, yes. I'm interested because I did not know that you had a 
pulp novel addiction. Uh, yeah, well, so like is, the yeah. other author I really love is like Janet Ivanovich with all the Stephanie Plum books. Like, yeah. and they're all, and there's, you know, uh, Victoria Laurie where they're like ghost hunters and they're, anyway, I just love it. They're like little murder mysteries every yeah. single book um, with a little bit of like comedy romance on yeah. the side. They call them cosy mysteries, I think. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when you say cosy mystery, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see if I am correct. Come and go. But more of this format, please. Okay. Like I, I, yeah, that the, sounds great. Having, having something to listen to, and I was really lucky that I came in when it was halfway through being released, so I binged everything and then was like, oh, no, I have to wait till tomorrow. But it was actually the highlight of my day, like right. getting in my car and listening to the five minutes of the new story as it got released. Yeah. So... Having experimented with the daily podcast myself, did you get sick of the uh, ratio of content to intro outro? So the intro outro is very good. Mm. You only have to press the fifteen seconds forward button at the start, and then you have to press it twice at the end, Ooh, and that's okay. that's all there is. So, okay. and the good thing about it that I think would actually work for other podcasts is that Stephanie gets on and goes, hi, I'm Stephanie Bond. What did you think about this episode? Log on to the social media and, and have a chat about it in our group. Okay. There was no like, this is read by this person. This is read by yeah. that person. It's all just a little outro of the author going, let's have a discussion about what we just heard. Bye. Okay. I did find the music got stuck in my head, but now when I figured <laughs> out exactly how many skips <laughs> forward I needed to go. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my recommendation this week is a movie podcast. Hooray! But it's not a traditional movie podcast. Hooray! It's an it's a, it's a okay. movie improv podcast. Oh, I'm so, either going to love this or fucking hate it. <laughs> it's called Stir the Plot. Uh, and Puns, I love it. What a fucking name. It yes. is a great, great. a great title because it's exactly what it does. And it's three uh, three improv comedians who watch the first scene of a movie and the last scene of a movie and they improvise how it gets from one to the other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, they, then they go back and basically watch the movie and compare it and talk about the Brilliant. movie, et cetera, et cetera. Brilliant. But it is very, very funny. You can tell that, that these guys... Dumbtastic. These guys have a great rapport. <laughs> They've worked together a lot and, yeah, they kind of play off each other. Sometimes they have seen the movie so they know the changes that they're making. Um, but honestly, the better episodes the ones where they... Where, where the majority of them haven't seen the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's 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 very some of the concepts that come up they come up with would be interesting movies in themselves. Like, I would watch that movie. Not the majority of them, I'll say. <laughs> Not the majority of them, but definitely some of them I would watch that movie. Yeah, nice. Um yeah, so this is really fun kind of uh Easy listening. This is just fun comedy. Um, They've already got a brownie point for the uh, pun in the name. <laughs> yeah, that name is just a killer, and it's very good. Yeah, so there's there's not a lot lot left to say. It's yeah, three guys. The production values are pretty good. They can't play the first scenes, obviously. So basically, they do a dramatic reading. Of, Amazing, of both of I them. want in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's that stir the plot. Nice. Uh, so let us go back to the 
podcast that we recommended last week or the last episode, last full episode. Last fortnight. Yeah, so let's start with, uh, let's get it out of the way, shall we? Uh, Nick's, <laughs> I Nick's knew recommendation it. I knew it. <laughs> of Exploration Radio. So my recommendation uh, last fortnight was Exploration Radio. And, and why? Why did you choose this particular... At that particular time. At that time. particular time. Yeah. Um, because, so the podcast is about... Um, <laughs> Geology and mining. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very, it's very interesting, and I, and I, it was, it, I think it came through as part of our recommendations list, as far as I'm aware. I, again, I can't remember. No, it no. Uh, How the you, fuck did I find it then? You found it because I um, know you found oh, it. Oh no! Later okay. in okay. the year, so. we have a niche off. Yeah. Where we're trying to find the most niche podcast in two weeks in a row. Uh, I don't Nick, think it was two weeks in a row. Well, it was two weeks in very short succession. Close. Nick, <laughs> Nick put a podcast recommendation in his up next slot instead of in the niche off slot. Yeah, there were there were. I've to done be it fair, there were lots. three episodes in the middle. Okay, where there wasn't a niche podcast. <laughs> and so this is supposed to. So now Nick needs to find a third podcast yeah. for our niche off. And theme. and look, to be honest, like I've done a great job like niching off, but I've been doing it too early. So yeah, you um, might have blown your load too and, early. And blown my load too early. So lose. now I've got to really dig deep for this for the next <laughs> one. But Exploration Radio is uh, a podcast that basically discusses about exploration in mining and geology. Um, it's hosted by two. Uh, uh, I think that from memory, the PhD. Look, I'll be honest; I haven't listened to the show for a, a few weeks. But uh, hosted by two PhD um, researchers, um, it's very meticulous. It is again; it is a bit dry, but that's what you get when you get geology and mining. What did you think? Okay, so I'm going to turn around my little notepad. Yeah, cool. Here what does it say? And have a look under. What does it's- it say? Under- <laughs> what does it say under exploration radio? So I'm um, Liz. Just to paint the picture, I'm looking at Liz's. <laughs> Um, very exploded notes and it says exploration radio no <laughs> <laughs> I'm just give no shits about how, rocks how much, I'm sorry how much did you listen to uh, two thirds of an episode okay <laughs> I just I look well done to them for having a podcast and the voices were fine no one's voices annoyed me the sound quality was fine I just give no shits about rocks I give less of a shit about these rocks than I did about stone, stone clearing, clearing. stone clearing was <laughs> weird this is like normal boring for me <laughs> This, I'm would, so have, this sorry. would have won me the niche off, I reckon. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think mine would easily beat this. This, like, this is mining, and there's that's there's still a lot pretty of mining. broad. Like, how is that broad though? It's still niche, right? Because like mining, how much money is made from it? I mean, but that's Fair. <laughs> it is an industry. Okay, so there's a lot of different right. part, moving parts of like that. Like, there's industry. not a stone clearing industry. <laughs> that is, and the niche off that I bought. <laughs> the niche off that I bought. My my response was laundry. Mm. Oh yeah, true. So like there are okay. there are a lot of rocks and a lot of things that people do with rocks. I don't think you would have won the niche off. That with being rocks. said, I kind of like. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, like it is. It is industry, but it's not. It's not focused at industry people. It mm. is. It is focused for people who are interested, um, and some of the. Like I only listened to one episode, but it was a really solid episode um, where it was just interviewing 
someone about a diamond mine. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is, actually, this is really interesting. I'm really glad you liked it so that it doesn't just seem like I have my business <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Like, to be fair, like, I have a reputation for liking dry podcasts. And, and this rocks is, are Zane dry. This is pretty dry. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of jazz involved in geology. <laughs> um, and there's only so en- so much... Ent- so, so much... Uh, like leeway you can take with the the content to make it entertaining. <laughs> um, and to be fair, they don't push that envelope at all. No, like no. It, is, it is just like, yeah, we like mining, and let's talk to this person I about just what like, they do. Stop, please! I hate rocks. <laughs> Help. <laughs> no, but the, if you're interested in the subject matter, this is interesting. And be- honestly, if you're interested in just like science in general. Um, the audio quality is not difficult to listen to. Um, if you, you maybe pick your guest, because I listened to one and I think the guest was a particularly good one. Mm. So maybe other guests aren't as good. But yeah, like this is this is a good podcast um, if you're interested in the content. Yeah, it's not going to it's not going to get you interested in geology. I'm going to say, I yeah, feel- yeah, it, it really won't. Like, it's not going to be like the thing that really like, sparks this interest <laughs> yeah. in geology and mining. No, yeah. although obviously <sighs> Facebook must have been listening when I was listening to the podcast because <laughs> I started getting uh, a lot of rock themed things in my algorithm. Someone's like, I bought a fucking rock tumbler, and here's what happened. I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> so much rocks. Anyway, okay. So after two misfires, that's uh, I am looking forward to your your. They were your both rock-based podcasts. One was rock climbing, and one was rock mining. Hey, I love rock. I think you really just wanted to <laughs> get your hone in off. on the stone no. clearing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just like that yeah. makes it niche, and therefore I win. Yeah. I still okay. haven't put mine in the thing because I don't want you guys to know what I know until that's the totally day fine. that we have to do it. Um, I I'm so confident in mine that mine's just gonna sit there. Like I, it has been I'm, sitting there for a while. I'm not gonna change it. Like I'm very yeah, I'm good. very happy I'm with mine. Glad you're not gonna change it. E- even if even if it doesn't win, like I'm happy to recommend that podcast because it's so bizarre. Okay. Um, let's go to mine because mine is something that I wasn't sure how you would react to. My my recommendation last week was Slaughterhouse Road, which was it it describes itself <clears throat> on its website as a chill Australiana romantic horror alt country musical podcast. That is a very good description of what it is. Yeah, and it's only a few episodes. It has uh I'm going to say a full cast as in there's act, a lot a bunch mm. of actors that to do it and it is musical e so i guess um that's all i really have to say mm. uh what did you think all right so picture this i am driving my car down a dusty bucolic road <laughs> on the way to my parents farm okay. listening to this podcast <laughs> i could not have picked that's how it's meant to be done the, i could not have picked a better time to be listening to it um so I really, I really enjoyed it and, and it does what it sets out to do. But the one thing, the one thing that I, I get, I get Australiana cultural cringe um, and, and I, and I feel bad that I'm not super patriotic about everything that's super ocker. I don't feel bad about it. I also get the cringe. Yeah. Like when, when <laughs> something's that. super ocker, it just makes me anxious. However... I knew nothing about this going in. I didn't mm. listen to you. I went in and listened to it before we'd talked about what it right. was. Yeah. Um, 
And I was really pleasantly surprised. I really like that there is someone out there repping Australia with music that I'd actually probably listen to, like if the lyrics weren't as twee as they are. <laughs> yeah. The actual musical tone I really dug and the fact that they lent it, because I was like, oh, it's a musical. Like I thought this was just the intro song, but like little montage of like the Outback Australiana kind of sounds and stuff. Um, I haven't finished it. I listened to the two episodes. Okay, yeah. Um, and what happened at the end of the second episode made me a little bit squeamish, so I stopped. But I am planning on going back to yeah. it. It was I, I love that people are out there doing this. I just do have I, I got the cringe. Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I wonder if that is a global thing or whether that is like an Australian. Well, it's thing. not an American that thing cringe. that people were like, "Fuck yeah, America." But maybe I, I I do think that like people raised in the USA South might feel that like yeah. with the like southern yeah really southern things like when they're they're presented with that outside of that context yeah. they're kind of like oh yeah oh write in and let us know if yeah. you get cultural cringe by when when something is so much of the culture that you are from like rammed right in there do you feel awkward about it because I really do what did you think Nick. Well, you you know what my response was when you were like, "It's a musical," and I was like, oh. "Nick hates musicals." <laughs> well, we had a, like we had a really good discussion pre-show actually about musicals because I, I, I the thing is like I don't know a lot about them, right? Yeah. I wasn't raised on them. I fucking hate them because for the most part, the only ones that I saw were the basic you keep ones that you the saw at schools ones and shit, and the ones yeah. that are yeah. like popular to everybody which means they have very little substance yeah and look to me like this show like in all honesty it was very it's quite charming like it's actually quite a charming show but and I think Lisa I think you made a really good point about like the music that they do a really good job of making the music feel very much part of it like it, it, it really flows beautifully instead of being like stop let's there's go there's no jazz you know, like, hands moment yeah there's none it's of that just, shit it's like it's a play with songs yep. yeah. and I did get a little bit like oh cool like the intro song I was like oh no this is a this is yeah. an actual part of the soundtrack yeah. and look this one thing I would highly recommend is if you're listening to the show it, it's like a 45 50 minute drive do that especially yeah. if you're going out to a farm I'm telling you <laughs> I'm passing like sheep and windmills and kangaroos and I'm like fuck yeah Australia nah, like. true blue. <laughs> but my and this is a huge huge but. huge bugbear mm. the Australianism in this is far too much uh, it just it just kind of bends just outside the level of expe- of, of yeah uh, I can't think it, of it word. feels to me like acceptability when you I'm... see an American playing an Australian right or you see Australians putting on the okay, accent no 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 the Simpsons does Australia yes like <laughs> yeah and there's a lot and also I get think me didgeridoo so, mate some of it's some of the dialogue really start like in this one there's like there was one moment I think in the second episode where I like like no offense to slaughterhouse road people but like it hurt my soul because i was like that dialogue is just so bad because the delivery of it like emphasized the actual dialogue was bad i think it's this Mm. it's the cultural cringe moment i really do like i i feel like also it is 50 minutes and they cram a lot of australiana into that they do there's there's a lot there's like you know it's like put the snags on and all these little colloquialisms and you're like all right great like i'm listening to people out west i also (laughs) just wonder like because i we do live in a metropolitan area like true it is true and look to me and and look a lot of the people that live out near where my parents live 
do sound like they're cartoon Australians. I love them yeah. and they're adorable. But, but I mean, like, I like when I go out and visit my family out in Western Sydney, like, my accent flicks to, like, a bit more ochre Australian because they're very ochre Australian, yeah. you know. So, for me, my accent does do, like, a bit of a... a the twang goes like, that way, <laughs> yeah. right? But for me, like, this is not a bad show. I actually actually really quite enjoyed it. It's a really good car listen. It's honestly it's like It's a really good car listen. It's designed more for yeah. that because I was I'm I've been moving houses, right? Listening so listening to like, the music while you're driving it's along. Like, it's, it's really good. good. I was like I could actually like listen to the soundtrack for this and I would not have an issue with Can it. Can this team please write a musical that isn't Australiana? Would listen yep. 110%. I'm sure yep. they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, again, I feel I think, bad that I hate my own culture, think, but when it's just so cartoony, I can't do I, I, it. I think this is a as a project and as a concept is a really good one. Yeah. Because the thing that's I don't think actually saves saves it is probably the the, the bad bad use of it. The, the the thing that really elevates, elevates it for me is the music is really strong, but yeah. also. They, they, like I said, you know, they've picked those moments beautifully, and it feels very, it feels very much like a part of the actual show's mesh. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, okay, this works yeah. for me rather than it just going into like, you know, jazz hands, like you if said. It, if if in a musical, if the song actually enhances my enjoyment yeah. rather than just feeling it's like it's job. crammed in there, it's doing its job. Yeah. yeah. So again, I don't hate it, but the Australianism is really, really strong, and to a point where I'm like, it almost feels somewhat of a parody, but. I don't think it's I, I think, that detrimental to the yeah, show in the grand scheme. I do think that part of the musical genre, I, I guess if we want to call it that, the musical format is to heighten yeah. everything. And then when, when you heighten the Australianism, as Australians, we're like, oh, oh. that's a bit much, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I'd like to know what non-Australians think listening yeah. to this musical. I'd like to know if you guys are out there, you're not Australian and you give uh, what was it Slaughterhouse Road a listen and tell us if you if you think that's what Australians sound like or yeah. like what your level of cultural enjoyment was of it. I'd be interested to know whether it's just us cringing at our own <laughs> dirty shit. All right. <laughs> well, that is Slaughterhouse Road. Let's go to Liz's recommendation from last week, which was the Man Enough podcast. Yes, I recommended the Man Enough podcast, which features uh, Justin Baldoni and other people whose names I've forgotten. Um, and it kind of talks about what it means to be a man in the world today. And it's trying to create a space of masculinity without the toxicity, um, without being too, like woke about it at the same time <laughs> yeah. it's like they want men to feel like men but in a way that doesn't strip them of humanity basically what did we th well, as men i would like to know what you guys thought of this then you go first okay i don't identify as a man let's get that out okay in the, in the first place um i really like this show it's a good podcast however I constantly felt like I was in an echo chamber listening to it because it was like, uh, why does this need to be said? Like, it's the, what they're saying is so obvious because, like, this is a process. Yeah, again, this is a process I personally have gone through yeah. in my life, and I'm like, and and I I would always say to myself, yes, other people need to hear this though. This show isn't made for me. This show is made for people who are having issues with. Like what? What is it to be a man in society? Like now that now that feminism has come so much more into the forefront, and is men are learning that feminism isn't necessarily a combative 
uh, thing towards men and their current place in society. How do they reconcile that? I really did like do like the host. Uh, the, my favorite episode was the one where he was uh, interviewing his wife, I believe. Uh, and like just up the top, he just said, look, you're allowed to make me uncomfortable. You're allowed to throw me under the bus. I'm not here to look good. I want this to be a real conversation. I respect like, the and, and hell like, out of that. That is, that is really good. And that is what this, that, that kind of won me over to this podcast. This podcast is like, okay, like, let's have these discussions in a real way that other people can listen to. Of course it's edited and, and like the, and that's, it's not a live broadcast. Um, but I really do appreciate what they're doing. I don't know who this podcast is for because I don't, I don't hang around with people who suffer enough from the kind of masculinity that they talk about that I would recommend this podcast to them. I'm sure that they exist. I feel like... And I hope they listen to it. I feel like, for me, I just think it's anyone who identifies as a man who wants to be a better human. Also, I think this might actually be for women who are currently dealing with men who aren't recognising their own toxic masculinity and are trying... And, and it is a good roundabout that. podcast. Yeah. Nick, I want to know what you think. The vibe that I got from this is that it, it's very gentle. Like it's a very gentle show to listen to for for somebody that discusses pretty some some pretty significant shit. It's a very gentle show to listen to, and I think the it's hard because I think the vibe that I got from it is that it I don't know like it, it does feel very echo chambery because mm. I think for me like toxic masculinity isn't particular isn't much of a thing for me personally because I think I washed myself of that. A few like quite quite a long time well, ago. Well, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be friends with either of you. If uh, yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, like, you know how you, you, you guys yeah. are people who are already decent humans. Yeah, yeah, like you know how to pick your people, and yeah. or I at think- least we we are open to these discussions in real life. Yes. Whereas the people that aren't are the ones that need to listen to this. Yeah, I feel like it's the people who if you don't really talk to your friends about this kind of stuff, and the people who yeah. most need to listen to it won't. Which makes me really sad. Yeah, and I mean that's the, that's the tough thing because I think that what the show does a, a very good job of is that it doesn't feel like it's pl- it's it's none of this plant the flag sort of argument stuff. It very much is an open discussion of these sort of ma- like these masculinity questioning or you know w- whatever experiences. Because the two episodes that I listened to, excuse me, were the Lil Rel uh, Lil, Lil Rel Howry, God, I'm white, and uh, Karamo <laughs> Brown as well which were basically about reframing masculinity, but also doing, I guess, things that were considered femme. Yeah. So going and getting a, a pedicure, which for the record, I fucking love doing. Yeah. I love going and getting a spa pedi. I might yeah. actually do it in but a few some weeks. some guys, there are some men out there who would be like, I can't do that. That's girl shit. But it's interesting because two years ago when I got my first spa pedicure, right? <laughs> when I first went in, I felt uncomfortable because everyone else that was sitting down was female yeah. or you know and like pute- not sorry, to yeah. not to cast aspersions not aspersions or anything mm-hmm. but like i consider you were quite a, a masculine man yeah yeah and look i i consider myself that as well not like i'm not sitting there getting jacked or whatever no but, no no you know, not like dude bro man but yeah like you, exactly you, you, yeah, yeah you're a guy's guy and i think it's with that from that experience i was just like this it feels feminine but then also i was like 
why am I even thinking about this? It's literally just someone shaving my foot. Yeah. Go and get exactly. someone to shave your foot. And yeah. so I did it like, and it was like my, like it was amazing. fuck. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Amazing. And for me, like getting past just that thought process of, I guess, you know, questioning what my masculinity going and getting that done. Yeah. yeah. It was something, I don't know. That was, a, for me, it was, as minute a step as it sounds, it was a big step for me personally, right? Mm. Because that was the first time I'd had in a long time but where I had to question that. it's the precedent of you saying that, like, my masculinity is not defined by whether I let a woman touch my feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> or right. Or a man yeah, touch yeah. your feet because yeah. men can be pedicurists too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't you say they were all women? I'm oh, no. When I was... When I, the one that, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. referring to the yeah. specific and then, situation. But also, the funny part of that is, a few, uh, halfway through mine, this old dude walks in and he's like, he looks fucking... I'm like, no offense, but he looks fucking horrible. <laughs> and his feet, I was like, oh. And I felt so bad for the ladies that were doing the foot stuff but they were like he was having a grand old time and they were just having a grand old time shaving his corns <laughs> and that sort of shit mm. and for me I felt much more comfortable because that guy for me was like oh he's really masculine because he's obviously like he's very quite yeah. clearly like right. very bogan mm. blah 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 anyway I've, that's a huge tangent because I think for me the show is I think this is a really really good show and I think Leech, the, the sad point that you make is that the people that probably should listen to it won't um I think if yeah. we put it out into the universe that if anybody is looking for how to be a better human and be okay with what their gender means to them in a masculine way, I guess maybe give it a listen. Maybe like this podcast feels like your pedicure experience to me. Like, Yeah, and I, and I mean like when I look at it, I think I think one of the sticking points I made in my notes was that the majority of the guests, if not all the guests, have insane careers. So as great as it is to hear from, you know, a rapper or this platinum mega musician or whatever about their personal experiences with that, I feel like I can't overly relate to some of those experiences because they're very rich yeah. or they're coming from a privileged background. There are quite a few of them in there because I've listened to quite a few of these episodes um, where they do have an insane career but they come from a culture that is oh, very, yes. yeah. very manly men um, yeah. and yeah. they talk more about their family lives and society's expectations mm. than they do their career and I find those ones where I am in would be yeah. more relevant to me when they start talking about the minutiae rather than yeah and i their think profile. those sorts of guests are also a stepping stone for people who are interested in those people mm. to find the yeah podcast. like yeah. exactly yeah. um and i think that that is how they go about building their audience like obviously they are very very, very popular podcast um, I mean, you sent something through comparing this. There to, was a like, meme that I Rogan, that I came right? across. There were like healthy swaps to make. They're like instead of potato chips, kale chips, and it was like at, at the end, it's like instead of Joe Rogan, the Man Enough podcast. <laughs> like this should be the new Dubro podcast. And I sent it to the boys, and I was like, just saying, guys, just that's just the thing. Saying. I would love for Joe Rogan to be a guest on this podcast. Actually, that, that, would, be, is that great would be great yeah. and terrifying yeah. and great. Um, but I mean, the reason I found this is because I, I listened. Justin Baldoni does like a 17, 18 minute. TED talk that was one of my favorite TED talks of all time um and I I just I like the fact that he is open to being told that he might not be doing something right and as humans I think it's our duty to be open to be told that we might not be doing something right and to be open to, I mean, to learn I mean we we need that that is most mm. of what society needs now yeah is accepting constructive criticism yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the podcast. You should listen to it. 
um, and get your friends to listen to it as well. Yeah, and like I said, it, it's it, it look it does talk about some heavy stuff, but it still handles things quite gently, like gently. Yeah. You know, it well, is very thing, gentle. Like, no combativeness. No, no, and that's the thing. What I, I think I took out of it, I, like the vibe that I got, I was like, oh, this is like actually quite nice to listen to mm. because it's not like when you. I guess when you look at it just really surface level, it's not really like men being men, masculinity. <laughs> it's very much like not that at all. Well, that's no. the thing. It, it really does demonstrate how you can be masculine in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a non-aggressive way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's not that hard. All right. Well, those are our Yay. three Thanks, uh, reviews from last week. So let's uh, let's just remind everyone what we recommended this week. I recommended Stir the Plot, a <laughs> movie a uh, movie improvisation <laughs> podcast. Uh, Liz? I recommended Coma Girl, a very short daily serial about what a girl hears when she's in a coma and all the different uh, mysteries that brings up for her. And, and Nick? I recommended Crime in Sports. Pretty simple. It's crime. Crime. In, in sports, sports. <laughs> um, if you would like your podcast to be featured on this uh, this podcast, then all you need to do is let us know. Reach out on social media or send us an email at castologypodcast.gmail.com or go to our website, that's not canon.com forward slash castology and fill out the handy form there. We won't guarantee that we'll make the show, but we will guarantee that I'll listen. <laughs> yes, we will guarantee <laughs> that Zane will listen. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if you have any podcasts that you particularly enjoy or if you want to let us know that you cringe when uh, <laughs> cartoonish versions of your culture are portrayed at you, mm. let us know. Mm. Yeah. I've been Zane C. Weber here with... Liz Best. And... Nick Bleaker. Keep listening to podcasts, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.